listening to the Creating a Brand podcast, where we deliver weekly masterclass interviews on topics to help you make your first or next step in business the right one. I'm your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Have you intentionally created your business's avatar? By defining and knowing this single most ideal customer, you're positioning yourself for uncommon success in your entrepreneurial journey. In this episode, I'm bringing back a prior guest to the show and podcasting legend, John Lee Dumas. He's the host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, and he's also the author of The Common Path to Uncommon Success. You'll be able to tell from our conversation today, JLD is beyond passionate about this book, and that's because he has called this his exact roadmap to all of his success, and creating an avatar is one of the key principles that you'll find throughout the book. For links to resources that we mentioned during this episode, please visit creatingabrand.com slash 089. Now, let's not wait any longer. Here's my conversation with my friend, John Lee Dumas. JLD, welcome back to the Creating a Brand podcast. Alex, pretty fired up to be here, brother. Love the vibe, love the energy. Looking to add some value to you and your audience today. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. You're only the second person to ever come back as a guest a second time around on Creating a Brand. So really excited to have you here today. And also, I believe congratulations are in order. You recently got engaged to Kate Erickson. Congrats, man. Ring on that finger. (laughs) Very nice. You know, she actually joined us. You might know this. She joined us for an episode a few months ago. It actually became one of our more popular episodes. She oh. talked about uh, ditching busy and how we can do so with our email and things like that. Uh, creatingabrand.com slash 072 for the listeners. You want to check that out. But phenomenal lady, man, she's cool. Congrats to you. Thank you. And of course, to complete the family, we have little Gussie Poo, our, our 10-month-old golden doodle. He's the best. All right. Not everyone can see the video, but they're definitely that's cool. Just hanging out with you today, doing the podcast, huh? Hanging out with me, my little man's best friend. All right, man. Love it. Very cool. So today we're actually going to be mostly talking about creating an avatar for your business, which is actually from your book called The Common Path to Uncommon Success. Really a phenomenal book. And I'll tell you what, for the listeners today, I'll have a link to it in the show notes. But if anyone's curious to know how JLD has accomplished what he has and how he's had so much success over the years, he like laid it all out in this book, man. And you did such a good job with this. I mean, everything A to Z, you actually put all your cards on the table and just said, here's exactly what I've done to grow this business entrepreneurs on fire. Really great job with this, man. Thank you. Honestly, your email meant a lot. You know, you were really open and honest with how this book really did, you know, come through and speak to you, which, you know, I do not take for granted because you're not the kind of guy just to blow smoke. So I I really uh, loved your kind words and, and I'm so passionate about this book. I mean, literally, I spent my quarantine time in 2020 doing nothing except busting my little booty, writing this book. I poured my heart, my soul, the 3,000 interviews I've done with the world's most successful entrepreneurs into this book. It's 71,000 words. That's 273 pages. This is a meaty, meaty book with so much value in it. You know, it's a 17-step roadmap to your financial freedom and fulfillment. So if that sounds interesting, let's talk. Yeah, man. Link in the show notes, like I said, and I'm going through reading it a second time now. I read it through once and let you know what I thought about it. And I'm going through a second time now, really dissecting each of those steps because I don't want to miss any of it along the way, right? Great job on it. So like I said, link in the show notes. But for today, we're really going to be talking about the importance of having an avatar and how to create one for your business. So I'd love to just jump into this this topic here. And again, this is from points in your book that I found that just really stood out to me because I believe for entrepreneurs, this is something a lot of us skip. So I want to just kind of start off with talking about getting a definition from you even just can you explain to us what an avatar is and 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 we can kind of go from there a lot of people ask the question like john how do i know what to create what content to create what products to create what services to offer what communities to build the answer is always well 
who's your perfect listener for your podcast or viewer for your YouTube show or reader of your blogs or just overall consumer of your content? Like who is that perfect customer, client, that one single individual? Not I'm saying everybody that's going to join your community because there's going to be a lot of people in varying diverse fields that do, believe me. But who's just that perfect person that you're picturing in your mind that you're speaking to every time you do anything, anything that I just mentioned? And sadly, most people are just kind of like, well, you know, there's like women between the ages of 30 and 60 who like might have had a kid or might have three kids or might have no kid. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's why <laughs> you're struggling because you have no idea who you're creating content for. You need one specific person, one specific focus, and you just dial in. I won't go into super detail right now, but uh, you know, real quick, I sat down back in 2012 and created the perfect listener for Entrepreneurs on Fire. His name is Jimmy. He's 40. He has two kids, ages three and five. He's a 20-minute commute to work. I could just go on and on and on about this guy. Like I know everything about Jimmy. So whenever I come to a fork in the road, I just say, WWJD, what would Jimmy do? And that's the answer. I don't make the decision. I'm not the perfect listener for Entrepreneurs on Fire. I'm a multi-million dollar business owner. That's not the perfect listener for my podcast, frankly. The perfect listener is Jimmy. I make decisions based off of Jimmy and it makes it so easy and so simple. Everybody needs their Jimmy. They need their Julie. They need their perfect avatar. And this book, the chapter, the step in this process, in this roadmap, the creating your avatar, every step of the way is laid out for you. It shows you how to do it. Every, every chapter, by the way, just get a little, this is on topic, but just get a little like more broad overview. Every chapter, including the create your avatar chapter is broken up into three sections. Section one, how do you create your avatar? This is in that, in this specific chapter. How do you create an avatar? What is an avatar? We go into whole details. Section two of that chapter, how I created my avatar. I go into super details. So you get a real world perspective. Then I think to myself for section three of three, who of the 3000 people I've interviewed best exemplifies this step? And I brought them in. And man, I just brought in some ballers for each one of these different steps. We're talking yeah. Elrod, Russell Brunson, Pat Flynn, Amy Porterfield, Selena Sue, Stu McLaren, Rumi Sethi. I mean, I went creme de la creme and these people crushed it with their contributions. Yeah, man, you, you really didn't. I, I love that third section of each of those chapters because, again, it gives me like a practical story from somebody that right. I've more than likely heard of, which is really a great part as well. Something else that you said when you're just talking about how to create an avatar, why we should, you said this in the book, your avatar is the North Star to guide you along the way in your journey. And that really, that really spoke to me personally because it was a reminder that like everything I do needs to be weighed against that avatar. And I want to ask a, kind of like a clarifying question here, because I think a lot of people, again, this is very widely skipped. It's rare that I meet anyone who has any clue what their avatar is specifically. Is there any time that this doesn't make sense or is this always something that we need to do? Always something we need to do. And guess what? Your avatar may evolve over time. There's so many people that will be like, but John, what are my avatar changes? And I'm like, your avatar changes. Like stop crying and procrastinating and just whining and moaning about nothing. Like take action, sit down, follow these steps, get through it, make it happen, start what you're doing, go back, reevaluate, pivot, tweak, adjust, or just flat out fail. That's fine too. I've done that plenty of times. And then you can have a clean board, start over again and make it happen with some lessons learned. Like stop overthinking things, stop being a perfectionist. Like let this book be a virtual slap in the face that you need right now to get going. And guess what? I've needed many virtual slaps in the face and luckily I've gotten them over the years. A lot of you need one too. 
Thanks, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, with that said, so that kind of we've, we've defined that people need one and there's no reason not to have an avatar. How can an entrepreneur get started with this? How can they start crafting their avatar? Listen, you sit down and you just honestly think to yourself, why am I creating this content? Who am I creating this content for? Who is the person that has a major problem that I'm creating the perfect solution for? Stop overthinking it. Just sit down, write 500 words. If they suck, rip it up, throw it away. Write 500 more words again. After a few times, you're gonna start to have some semblance of an idea about who your perfect avatar is. Then you move forward with that and you pivot and you adjust along the way. Stop overthinking things. Stop being a perfectionist. Both of those things are dragging you down. You'll never get to financial freedom. You'll never get to fulfillment with that attitude. And so many of you have it. Yeah, it's really true. Can you actually dive into your avatar, Jimmy, a little bit further for Entrepreneurs on Fire? I'd love to just hear a little bit more detail so people can really understand like how detailed you got. Like it's not generic at all. Could you get into that just a little bit? All right, hang on to your seats, my friends. Jimmy's 40 years old. He has a wife and two kids, ages three and five. He has a 25 minute commute to work every single day where he gets to work, parks his car, sits in his cubicle at a job he absolutely hates for eight hours, gets off of work, starts to drive home, gets stuck in traffic, so he's a 35 minute commute home. Gets home, he plays with his kids. He sits down, has dinner with his family, puts his kids to bed after dinner. Then he has a nice little hangout time with his wife. Then his wife goes to bed and he sits there on the couch and he has a little Jimmy pity party because he says, why do I spend... 90% of my waking hours doing things I don't enjoy doing, commuting to work, sitting at a job I don't like, commuting home. Why do I spend 10% of my waking hours doing what I love? Like only 10%, spending time with my family, my kids, my wife. Why? Why? Jimmy needs to listen to my podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. He is the perfect consumer of my content because every morning when he's driving to work, he should listen to one of my guests sharing a failure story. So Jimmy can say, you know what? It's okay to fail. And he can learn lessons from my guests as well as understand it's okay to fail. And then when he's driving home, listen to one of my guests share an aha moment. So you can start to understand what it's like to have an idea and then put that idea into action. And then instead of having a Jimmy pity party every night where he's drinking himself into a stupor, what can Jimmy do? Jimmy can listen to my lightning round where my guests are sharing a book, a resource, some inspiring quote that they've heard. Jimmy needs to listen to entrepreneurs on fire and he's my avatar. So every single time I come to a fork in the road, simple, WWJD, what would Jimmy do? I'm not making the decision. I'm not spending time, energy, money, bandwidth saying left or right. Jimmy is my guide. Jimmy is my North Star. That's great, man. You know, WWJD might be trademarked by somebody else, but I, I don't could know. Be. Could be. I think I've heard it before. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is interesting to me that you have such a just such a focused avatar. I mean, I, I read that in the book. I've heard you share that from stage. Like that story hasn't changed, although the, the age has, I realized, 40. Yep. Okay, okay. So I think it was like 37 when I first met you. You know, he's evolved slightly right. as I've evolved. Now he's 40 years old. I'm 40 years old. That is the evolution of my avatar. Mine's small. Some people's will evolve in a, in a big way. They'll make a big shift. They'll, they'll, make a, they'll have a big revelation in their business and that avatar will change and that's fine. But overall, that avatar has to be in place. It has to be your North Star. Why do you think that some people resist getting specific with an avatar? Is it because they don't want to do the time or is it just people don't know where to begin? What are your thoughts on that? Because I, I very rarely meet someone who's done what you've done here. They don't know where to begin. They're perfectionists. So they love to try to be perfect and that's not a thing. So they fail at doing that and they procrastinate because people love to procrastinate and they love living in the zone 
of pre-launch because you know until they've perfected their avatar until they've perfected their social media i don't i can't launch until then so they live in this fake bubble of you know this might work this might not work but this might work everybody's scared of launching myself included back in 2012 for sure i had my own breakdown believe me it happens um it took me a month to get myself back together and actually launch which is why i'm speaking from experience and you need to get over yourself. You need to stop trying to be perfect. You need to stop procrastinating. You need to just sit down, create your avatar and make it happen. And likely if I was to just look you in the eyes and say, tell me who your perfect, your perfect listener is. Tell me who, who your avatar is. You'd stutter and you'd stammer and you'd come up empty or you'd come up with some really vague, broad, lame version of an avatar. And guess what? That's why you're failing or that's why you're not succeeding to the level you could. It's so true, man. You know, when I, I first heard you talk about this, actually, it was the first time I ever heard the word avatar mentioned outside of a specific movie was you were giving a keynote at a conference in 2018, I believe is when it was. And you referenced having your avatar and you explained Jimmy at that point. But that was the first time I'd ever heard that. And when I went back and created that avatar for creating a brand, thankfully, it was pre-launch. I was actually able to launch very successfully. Uh, I did really well. I had a lot of listeners I immediately jumped on the charts and got featured by Apple, all those things that were I was very thankful for. And with that said, as I did that, I had this avatar in mind, but I realized that I started actually talking to the people that were listening. I didn't quite get it right. Right. Did this happen for you as well? Like after you launched, again, you spent a little bit of time on your pre-launch and then you finally launched. Did you have to go back and change this at all and make adjustments? What do you say to somebody maybe struggling at that point? I nailed it but I got lucky. Okay. I, lucky. Okay. I crushed it. I nailed it. Got my avatar right. I was lucky. And that happens sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. And you do what you're talking about. You engage with your listeners. You talk to them. You ask questions. In fact, there's four questions you should be asking every single listener that you ever encounter in your life. One, how'd you hear about me? So you can actually start to, to connect the dots about how people are, are finding you so you can amplify the ways that are working. Two, what do you like about my content? So you can understand what people actually like about your content. Three, what don't you like about my content? So you can understand if there's a theme and you're hearing a lot of people saying the same things they don't like about your content, maybe it's time to change it. Four, what is your biggest struggle right now? That's going to be a key question. That's for a different topic, but that's the fourth and final key question and uh, should be asked to every single one of your audience members. So those four questions is, how'd you hear about me or find my content? What do you like best about my content that I'm producing? what uh, what don't you like that I'm doing? And what's your biggest struggle right now? Those four questions are really, they are very key. How did you come to the conclusion those four questions were kind of the, the ideal ones to ask? I mean, I don't know if you just hit this on the money as well and knew that right off the bat, or if you had to, to kind of form that. Trial and error, just asking questions, realizing that they were dumb because I was getting dumb answers and just slowly refining those until I got the perfect four. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing those with us. That's great. Good to know. And I'll definitely have those in, in the show notes as well. And they're, they're in the book. Um, now with those four questions, just asking those questions to the average person that doesn't actually match or somewhat mirror your avatar can be a bit dangerous and get you off course, I found because I see people all the time, they listen to feedback from everyone. And sometimes it can really pull you in the wrong direction. How important is it to remember to make sure that you're actually focusing with those four questions on people that are very close to that avatar that you've created. Listen, if people are reaching out to you and they're saying, I like your content, I listen to your content, thank you for your content, you need to reach out to them and have these conversations. Because again, who you think your avatar might be, you might be attracting a whole different crowd. I mean, you just don't know until you have those conversations. So you use the creating your avatar, which is chapter three, step three, 
as a starting point so you can get off your butt, stop procrastinating, stop being in perfection mode and actually get out there and launch. And then you adjust on the way. It's really that simple. Hey, Alex Sanfilippo here, and I want to take a quick moment to intentionally serve the world with you. Here's what I want you to do. Think of the one person you know who would most benefit from listening to this episode today. Now, I want you to send it to them, but also include an encouraging note explaining why you share this episode with them specifically. By doing this, you're helping me grow this podcast, and you're also adding value to the people you care about. With that said, thank you for your continued support. It means the world to me. And now let's get back to today's episode. I kind of want to dive into some of the the failures that you've had because yes, with with Entrepreneurs on Fire, you did a great job with the the avatar and listening to that avatar and being able to grow a business off of it. I'd like to actually hear about one of your failures along the way where you just didn't get this right because I think that, that would really resonate with the listeners for them to understand what it looks like on the other side of this as well. So the first product I was going to launch was actually SaaS Software as a Service. It was called Pod Platform, and I thought it was going to be a big hit. I mean, this is back in you know early 2013. I'm like, man, I can just have people send me their MP3 recording. I'll do the rest. I'll do the intro, put at the outro. I will do all the editing. You know, my team that I'm building out will do all these things. Um, we'll you know maximize the audio quality. We'll have the RSS feed. We'll host it on our server. We'll do this. We'll do that. Like it was going to be an all done for you service. Which, by the way, there are a lot of very successful companies doing just that right now. I was way early, way too early. And so I, when I launched, it was crickets. I got two clients, one refunded in 24 hours. The second was a nightmare client. And I was so, so lucky because it was the wrong business. It was the wrong model. I didn't have those conversations we're talking about with my audience to really understand a real problem they had. I just didn't have those conversations. So I thought they had this problem and it just wasn't a problem. It wasn't an actual major problem that they would vote with their wallets for. So I never made that mistake again. And now I pre-sell, I pre-sell everything and everything I've done since then, I completely pre-sold to make sure people would actually vote with their wallet. They would actually pay money to do that thing. We go over this whole process in the book. It's it's a very detailed and you know step-by-step process that works for us. And we lay it out for you the whole nine yards and how exactly to do this. And we didn't do that with Pod Platform and it was a total failure and a huge lesson learned. And so I shut it down, walked away, came back around two, applied the principles that I mentioned in the book and hit it out of the park. Cause that second thing that we did was Podcasters Paradise and it's still crushing it today. It's still the number one podcast community in the world, over 6,000 members, over $7 million revenue. Absolutely crush it. Cause we did it the right way. The first time that you got it wrong there, where you thought you needed to create a SaaS software as a service, instead of doing something more community driven, how did you miss that? Was it because you didn't really ask your your list, your avatar the questions? I, no or? I was having no conversations with people. I just was like, you know what, what, what do people need? Let me, let me just make up in my head what I think people need. Oh, people definitely need this. And I was able to convince myself and maybe had one or two conversations with people that I call cheerleaders in the book who were like, rah, rah, shish, kumba. That's a great idea. You should do that. And then you do it. And they're like, rah, rah, shish, kumba. That looks awesome. I'll never buy it because it's not for me, but you'll be awesome. And then nobody buys it. And it's like, you can't listen to the cheerleaders. Yes, you have to be aware of the cheerleaders. <laughs> real conversations with real people who are giving you real dollars or pesos or whatever it is that you're going to be collecting. That's the only way to win, period. So when you say have these real conversations, were you sending out like a mass email to everybody or were you actually having one-on-one conversations with individuals? Like how did you collect this data? One-on-one. That's the only way to do it. One-on-one. Okay, 
Is that a good idea? Oh, it's an amazing idea, John. Okay, I just actually dropped a link right there on the Skype chat. So if you want to, um, you know, prepay for, you know, it's, it's half price off right now, and we'll have the service ready for you in 30 days. Oh, well, it's not right for me. Like, I don't and it's not something that you really believe in. It's something you really need. Okay, thanks for that great advice. On to the next person. And if you don't get people to actually vote with their wallet in that moment in time, prepay, become your early birds, you will lose. So this does not scale. And I know that there is a lot to, to be said about doing things that don't scale. Um, it's something that I've actually written down on my whiteboard in my room to make sure that I remember Alex do things that don't scale because that's how you really learn at the the foundational standpoint of a business, especially. So how long did you do this? And how many people do you try to talk to along the way? Like, again, you're connecting with people that match your ideal avatar, not just the random people that are cheerleaders or people that are like, oh, this person has a lot of influence, maybe they'd be cool. You're looking for your avatar. How many of those people did you try to connect with? Or did you connect with, if you know that number along the way? 30 people. 30 people. Okay. And is there a reason for, for 30 necessarily? Is that just the number that seemed to work for you? It just worked. You know, don't overthink. Don't overthink it. Don't overcomplicate things. It's not a perfect number. Like five is too small. A hundred is too many just because it's going to take you too long. Like somewhere in the middle, you know, stop overcomplicating things. Stop thinking there's a perfect scenario. There is a 17-step roadmap to success, and that's my book. But stop, you know, getting caught up in the minutia. Right. Good point. So now that you've kind of figured out that you've had these conversations, you know what your avatar is looking for, the next and final step here is to offer that solution to them, which is a, a really important thing to do. At what point do you introduce them to the solution? I know you mentioned like possibly doing a prepay with some of them even. I don't know if you do that every time or how you recommend introducing the, the actual solution that you're making to the problem. Again, that's like your fourth, your fourth question there, the struggle. What does that look like for you? And, and when do you recommend introducing that for, for optimal success, if you will? You verbalize it in that call, on that call. And then you tell them what you're delivering for a solution. And then you send them the link to actually put down a either deposit or an early bird special pay. And then when you get enough people, for me, for Podcasters Paradise, my number was 20. I ended up getting to 35. When I got to 35 with those phone calls I was talking about, then I sat down and I started making that product, building that community. And... I brought my audience along for the journey. Like they helped me every step of the way. They were a big help in, you know, helping me whenever I had questions, I went to them and said, should I do this or that? Because this community is for you. What would be better? And they gave me those answers. I really like the way that you've built a business and I've actually taken a lot of it to heart and done things this way for Podmatch as well. It's been kind of the way that I've been able to grow this business is doing the same type of thing. So for me, it's a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations and some people give me advice and they're like, Alex, don't, don't get on one-on-one -on -one conversations. You need to protect your time along the way. But what I know that I need to do is talk to those people. Like I need to, to get to know who they are, especially the power users. It's really been important. Be careful who you get advice from. Those people that are giving you advice are giving you terrible advice and they're not successful, period. Yeah, you're 100% right, man. So I know that you, I put you on the spot last time I had you on the show and I'm gonna do it to you again. Uh, last time I asked you to drop one of these famous entrepreneurs on fire value bombs that you're so known for, <laughs> I wanna ask you to drop another one for us today in our last few minutes here. Listen, the entrepreneurial value bomb that blew up in my face back in 2012 was when I was reading a book and this quote by Albert Einstein jumped out and just slapped me in the face. And that quote was, try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. And that quote made me look in the mirror and say, what am I doing of value in this world? And the answer was nothing. I was chasing success and finding failure. I wasn't giving any value to this world. And so many people that are listening, if they're really honest with themselves, they're not 
truly providing value on a daily basis. And they have to change that attitude. They have to change that mentality. And so for me, my daily value for 3,000 episodes now has been Entrepreneurs on Fire. This is the show that's free, that's valuable, that's consistent. You have to find your version of that and do it every single day. I'm not saying do a daily podcast or a daily video or this or that, but what are you doing to provide value to your audience on a consistent and free basis? That's the process. You know, something I really love about this is, and I've taken this to heart as well. It's another one of those things I've, I've heard you say before. And on my whiteboard, I have written, be a person of value, not a person of profit. I believe that profit should be important and it'll come, but you need to be a person of value first. And I firmly believe that. And having an avatar for me personally has helped me be that person of value because I know and I remember who I'm adding value to instead of just saying I'm helping everybody or I'm out there for the whole world, right? Like I'm going to serve everybody. No, I serve a very specific person. And anybody who's like that person is who I'm serving as well. And I know that it's, it's exactly the same for you. I imagine you'd say the same thing, right? Listen, profit's important. Chapter 17, step 17 is keep the money you make for a reason. And so I will teach you how to keep the money you make. But man, you're never going to get to that point until you do what I shared last time. And that's become a person of value. Great. Well, John, I thank you so much for the time. Thank you for coming back on the show. This was a pleasure getting to talk to you again. Loved it, brother. So appreciate it. As I said during the introduction, there is no mistaking JLD's passion for this book that he's released. By defining your avatar, it will truly lead you to more success because they become your North Star for everything that you do in your business. Personally, since defining my own avatar, I've had a greater sense of clarity and direction, and I believe the same will happen for you. JLD, thank you again for being a guest and helping us all create avatars for our brands. To pick up a copy of John Lee Duma's book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success, and for a link to the first time I had him on the show, please visit creatingabrand.com slash 089. Thank you as always for listening. I'm looking forward to bringing you another Masterclass episode next week. 